0: McShane Bible study, day one hundred and fifty-three, and we are starting with Deuteronomy six, and it is a wonderful chapter. I I want to read the whole thing, but I'll let you do that on your own. Um it, you know, he just he's just I think last chapter he just uh gave the Ten Commandments again, right? And he's about to go through a lot of other particulars in the law. But here he's just summing up. Look, this is the way. And we know of course jesus has introduced a way of life that goes beyond the do's and don'ts right so he's he's gonna lay a lot of do's and don'ts but what we need to take from this is god is saying if you live in my way i will bless you in everything remember that you were slaves they were slaves in egypt we were slaves to the devil right he has made us free he has given us freedom from the rules of this world from the dictates of this world he even goes on later and says look he says when i bring you into this land you're going to have cities that you didn't build and vineyards that you didn't what's the word for creating a vineyard (laughs) you know you didn't set them up you didn't plant them um you know you're gonna have all this it's a blessing from me remember me and don't because what happens is people start to think, oh, we're, we're pretty great, right? And they turn away from God. He says, don't do that. Remember, you are my people. Live in my way, and I will continue to bless you. He, This promise is made to people over and over and over again throughout history. It is God's plan for us that he has a people that he can teach, train, grow up to be like him, to serve the purposes of being a god in this world he wants to be a god through his people right Mm -hmm. and so he wants to bless us in every way the requirement is that we live his way right it's not too much to ask is it and 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 the reality is (laughs) we live in a world that if we don't then we step into cursing and judgment and, you know, the awful, terrible thing. So it's really an easy choice. But uh, verses 4 through 9, I highlighted, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might, that these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. So he's saying a couple key points here. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's when, when uh, remember the, the guy was asking Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And, and uh, this was the answer, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your might. And they said the second is love, love your neighbor as yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But when Jesus was quoting the greatest commandment, uh, this this was it. Or was it the guy quoted it and Jesus said, you've answered correctly. However it went, this was it. And, and then he says, this should be in your heart. Like, in other words, this is deep in you. It's not a religion you're practicing. This is your way of being. This is who you are. And then he says, teach your children diligently. That means... It's not just you in a bubble. You're part of a family of God. And that this is, his culture is passed on and later in the chapter, it will talk about the multiplication that he promises when we walk in this blessing. He, it's not only a, a, a blessing or a, a gift, it's a requirement. The two go hand in hand. You can't separate the responsibility with the gift, Right? If, if, if you're given a really fancy new toy, you have a responsibility to take care of it, right? Let's say we spent all our money to give you a really amazing Nerf gun that no one else has. It's the coolest Nerf gun ever, and it cost us everything we owned. And you went around and just started smashing it against the cement. That would be totally outside of what's okay, Right? You'd have a responsibility to take care of this thing. Well, it's the same with the blessings that God gives us. He wants to bless us, and his plan is to bless a people, whether we choose to be a part of it or not. But with that comes a responsibility of living according to his way and sharing his way with others. So, seven, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. So, you're teaching you're talking. It's, it's on your mind. It's, it's, you know, in your speech. And when you walk by the way, so it's how you walk, how you live. And when you lie down, so as we sleep, we met, we're meditating on the Lord and the things of the Lord. Right? And when you rise, it's when you sleep and when you rise. you know, it's, it's our life. He's saying, this is not a religion. It's not something where you check some boxes and then you live like the world. He's saying, I'm inviting you into a life. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. That means what you do. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. That means what you think. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, where you live. This is our entire life. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And again, that... (laughs) So... (laughs) People that don't know the Lord say, oh, oh, that's terrible. It's just a bunch of, you know, just a bunch of do's and don'ts. And you have a mean God who's telling you things. No, he's saying, I, I want to bless you in every way possible. But I can't bless a people that live after the way of Satan. I must transform you into a people that know my way so that for all of creation, you can teach for sorry for all of eternity. You can teach all of creation. Make sense? Uh And then Psalm 89 is written by Ethan the Ezraite. It's a great Psalm, too. We've got some great chapters today. Um, It starts out, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. So he's clearly talking about David. And of course, it's true. Jesus is the son of David, right? But all these things apply uh, much more directly, eternally to Jesus and the offspring, so again it's it's this chapter is very similar to what we just read in Deuteronomy because it talks about the promises of God for a people of God, a family of God, and it goes on, five, let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of holy ones, and he goes on to talk about you know those in the heavenlies, heavenly beings, and who can see. Who can understand what God's doing? The heaven and earth are gods. He created them. So we have these mighty pictures. And righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. That's 14. Um, There's this mighty picture of a great God with a set-apart people. And even the angels look at these things and can't quite understand them. But he is establishing a people who understand his ways so that they can convey it, right? And that's where it goes. 15. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk. I, I was struck this morning in my time with the Lord that, uh, you know, quite often it happened to Moses, it happened to John, it happened to uh, uh, Jesus, it happened to Paul, where the Lord spoke spoke and it sounded like thunder to everyone else but the the one at the you know center of the story the one who could hear the voice of the lord it was god speaking they could understand his voice so 15 says blessed are the people who know the festival shout who walk o lord in the light of your face who exult in your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted. So it's again, it just talks about a people intertwined with God. That he is ours and we are his. And this, this is true life, right? This is eternal life. Going down to 27, it says, And I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth, my steadfast love I will keep for him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. I will establish his offspring forever, and his throne as the days of the heavens. So again, this picture of offspring, a people of God, right? Multi-generational people of God. And then his throne as the days of the heavens. It's a clearly a picture of an eternal kingdom and a family of God, a family of the king, Right? But then it, it, there's this warning, if my children forsake my law, do not walk according to my rules. If they, you know, he goes on, I will punish their transgressions, but I will keep a remnant people and I will accomplish this. It's basically summing up what the Psalm says, right? And then we're moving to Isaiah 34 and he's talking about judgment against all the nations. He's very clear in the first couple paragraphs that he's judging all the nations But then he focuses, and I think this is interesting, he focuses on Edom. Edom represents the carnal nature, right? Living for the flesh. Esau, Edom is the nation of Esau. Esau traded away, he's the firstborn son, right? It should be the people of Esau, not the people of Israel, right? But he traded away his birthright for a bowl of soup, right? He was not interested until the promises of God until he lost them. Which is the way of carnality, right? We we're all about living for our own flesh until we realize what we've lost. And so he most of this chapter he's just talking about judgment against Edom, and I'm not going to read all that. But there's a couple things. The judgment always comes with a blessing for his remnant people. Verse 8 says, For the Lord has a day of vengeance, a year of recompense for the cause of Zion. So it, we see a picture here. I will raise up my people, Zion, those who are interested in my holy mountain, not the ways of their own flesh. The sixteen says, Seek and read from the book of the Lord. Not one of these shall be missing. None shall be without her mate, for the mouth of the Lord has commanded, and his spirit has gathered them. He has cast the lot for them. His land has portioned it out to them. With the line they shall possess it forever. From generation to generation, they shall dwell in it. So here we see a people of God from generation to generation, multi-generational people of God living according to his way. His spirit has gathered them, you know, led by his spirit, living in his way. Um, what was I going to... I was struck by something this morning, and for some reason this triggered the thought in my mind, but now I, I kept reading anyways, and now I can't remember why I was going to say it. But when Adam and Eve first sinned and then they started, they were filled with shame. Right. And they were, they hid when God came and they said, well, we're naked. And God said, who told you, you were naked. So immediately they had God. Of course they were naked. Right. But God says, now you are living according to another philosophy. Another way of thinking and being. So someone else has introduced to you the ideas that you're you're now living by. In what way were they living by? They were thinking about themselves. They were not so worried about themselves before. You see that? All of a sudden they're worried about their own flesh, their own way of being, their their own who they are. They got them self-focused instead of focused on the things of the Lord. So I thought that was interesting. Okay, so we were just talking about Adam and Eve being focused on themselves, right? Well, let's look how different that is to those who are in the throne room of God. We're going to see the four living creatures. We're going to see the 24 elders. And what are they focused on? Are they focused on themselves? No. No, they're worshiping God, right? That's when they're confronted with the reality of God, that you're filled with worship and you forget all about yourself, right? And so the chapter Revelation 4 starts out, After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice, which I had heard, speaking to me like a trumpet. So again, we, we see this, again, this picture of God speaking, but it's not coming necessarily in words. Sometimes he does speak in words. But coming in some other sound that in the Spirit we need to be able to interpret and hear his voice. So everyone would probably say, Yeah, I want to hear God's voice. And someone who has come to Christ probably does say, I want to hear God's voice. That's a that's like a feeling. It's a good thing, it's a good starting point, right? But then to actually hear his voice takes seeking him. Right? It takes that's a practice. So it starts with a feeling, but it becomes a practice. Talking to God, listening for God. How can I want to hear your voice, Lord? And then it takes time and patient endurance and, and, and then testing saying, okay, did I, you know, did I hear that right? And then seeing what happens and it's a process over time so that we can distinguish between what sounds like a trumpet and the voice of God, right? And so then like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. At once, I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, and with one seated on the throne. And so he describes Jesus on the throne. It's beautiful. We just he describes the twenty four elders. So these who are these people? We we don't know, but they're twenty four people who lived in the history of the world. Maybe the past, maybe the future, maybe the present. Who have lived their lives so completely unto the lord that they are seated on these 24 thrones with god right and then we see the seven spirits of god as burning torches in the sea of glass like crystal and then we see the four living creatures these are the seraphim right and they're kind of strange sounding creatures to us but they you know they signify different things with who they are these these animals signify different kind of powers in the world right Verse 8 says, And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around. And within, and day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So they have eyes that see everywhere. They see everything. Mm -hmm. But what do they spend their time doing? Worshiping the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. And who is he? He was he is and he will be, right? Mm-hmm. He's everything. And then we see, so they're giving glory and honor to the one on the throne. And then verse 10, the 24 elders fall down before him who's seated on the throne and worship him, who lives forever and ever. So these 24 elders who, we might call these the 24 greatest men and women in the history of the world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a, we could make a case for that, right? Uh, you know, next to Jesus, He's on the you know the bigger throne. <laughs> but these twenty four, they're they're you know they're up there, right? I'd say these are these are twenty four pretty special ones. But what do they do? They worship Him who lives forever. They cast their crowns down. They they say, I, "I'm nothing without You." Here's my crown. You've given me this crown. Thank you, Lord. What a blessing. What an honor. But it's yours. You are everything. And I am only what I am because of you. You see that difference between how Satan taught Adam and Eve to think and how how we become as we become more and more like him? We stop caring about ourselves. We Mm. care about the Lord and him alone. They said, 11, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Help us to be ones who live for you, not for our own life, but for you and you alone. Bless your holy name in this world, Lord. Bless your holy name in us and through us. Thank you, Jesus, for making this possible. And that's all I have today. You have anything? No. God bless you. Yeah, the Lord bless you.